Hallelujah. 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 Well, hallelujah. Isn't Jesus wonderful? Glory to God. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Guys, thank you so much for that warm invitation and acceptance. I, I tell you what, like Pastor Nancy said, I tell you what, it's home to me here. Amen. Glory to God. I, I don't get to come every week or every two weeks or month, but I tell you what, I tell you, I love you all here at Heart of the Bay. Amen. Glory to God. And uh, how many know soon and very soon we're all going to get to be together forever? Amen. Glory to God. But until that time, we got work to do, right? Amen. Look at somebody say, I'm glad you're not a lazy bone. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. How many know we're going after the harvest? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, if you don't mind, if you'd shake maybe a couple, three folks' hand, hug somebody's neck, tell them how glad you are to see them tonight. Amen. All the children are dismissed at this time. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Good to see you, brother. Great job. Thank you. You betcha. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Well, we're so glad everybody was able to make it tonight. Glory to God. And how many know I I made this up? It's not scriptural, but it's truth. Uh, Blessed are the short-winded, for they shall be invited back. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's not scriptural, but it's truth. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. But uh, we're so glad all of y'all came tonight. And how many of you know we're just going to allow the Holy Ghost to be the Holy Ghost? Amen. Glory to God. And and I was sharing with Pastor Mark and Pastor Brenda after Sunday how much I just so love you guys. You're just so so open, hungry for the Word of God. Allow the Holy Ghost to flow. I like that. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you have your Bibles this evening, I'd like for you to open them up, if you would, please, to the book of Luke, Luke chapter 11. And uh, we're going to... Talk about, I'm not sure what all we will talk about, but I've got a first part of it. Amen. I know where we're starting. have no idea where we're going to end up, but it'll be a good place. Amen. But in that, um, we're, we're going to start with some things about uh, emphasis on the right thing. And then we're going to go back to where maybe we were Sunday night. I think we were there Sunday night, Sunday night, Sunday morning sometime. And we're going to look at some things about open door. Because how many of you know this is your best year? Amen. Glory to God. It's the church's finest hour. And just because, um, you know, I'm so thankful for Brother Hagin's teaching because he told us, he said, just because you got saved doesn't mean you're going to go through life on flowery beds of ease. How many know, uh, one guy told me one time, he was kind of a rough, burly guy. I was up in Iowa preaching to some motorcycle guys. And this big old burly guy come up to me after service and he said, I've had more hell since I got saved than before I was, when I was acting like a heathen. I said, well, dear God, brother, anybody ought to have enough sense to know that. The devil done had you at the beginning. That's why you didn't have no trouble for him. But as soon as you get saved, how many know now the devil will look at you? But aren't you glad the devil is under your feet? Amen. Glory to God. Aren't you glad you're a victorious believer? Amen. But people need to be taught this stuff because just because you get saved doesn't mean you're never going to have no trouble. Amen. But how many of you glad in Psalm 91, God didn't say, I am the God that sends trouble. No, he said, I will be with you in trouble. Glory to God. He don't send the trouble. So if God's with us in the trouble, how many know if we'll stay with God, stay with the word, we're going to get to the trouble and we're going to get to the other side. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So here in Luke chapter 11, please. 
Luke 11, we'll pray and then we'll read. Father, we love and thank you so much for the word. Thank you for the Holy Ghost that brings forth light, illumination, revelation from the word. And we thank you for these precious people tonight. Father, they didn't have to come. They've worked and they've had a busy week. But here they are, showed up in church again, hungry, ready for the Holy Ghost to show up and move. Glory to God. And we thank you for it and give you all the praise, the glory and the honor for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody agreed, said amen. In Luke chapter 11, let's start, if you would, please. Uh, for time's sake, we won't go all the way back up. But uh, verse 20, it says, but if I, well, uh, verse 18, uh, verse 17. Can I hear 16? All right, who will be 15 out of 40? All right, anyway, now, all right, now. <laughs> I used to be an auctioneer, too. All right, what do you want to be in? Oh, be 29 out of 29 out of 5. 29 out of 5? Yes, yes, now. Okay, who wants to hear verse 16? Hallelujah. CIA. Who is, we dismissed the CIA. That's a secret service. If you're in here, you can go now. Amen. Now, <laughs> CIA, right, but Jeff? All right. Now, so in that, how many of you know, uh, how many of y'all want to read verse 17? All right. So he says, but he knowing their thoughts, say it unto them. Every thought or every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation and a house divided against a house falleth. If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because you say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub. But if I, by Beelzebub, cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore shall they be your judge. Verse 20, I always like to read this. He says, but if I, with the finger of God, how many, everybody look up here. I'm sure he did this. If I, with the finger of God, how many know that's exactly what Jesus brought emphasis to? He said, you want to get rid of a devil? <laughs> That's right. Everybody do that if you don't mind. See, a lot of times, remember Brother Hagin years ago, he was somewhere out here in California preaching some kind of meeting, and everybody, there was a Hong Kong flu going around, or Asian flu, or some kind of flu. You remember that? Way, way back. And he said that he got up and he says, I'm not going to have no Hong Kong flu. Or is this something, some kind of name? And uh, the preacher behind him said, Brother Hagin, Brother Hagin. He's whispering, Brother Hagin, if I was you, I wouldn't say that. He said, why? He said, the devil might hear you. He said, he's the very fellow I wanted it for him to hear me. <laughs> Amen. How many know we're not afraid of the devil? Now, I mean, no, we're not out fighting the devil. How many know we're too busy doing the kingdom of God's work to fight the devil? But Jesus said, if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, is that right? How many of you know Jesus, when he got ready to go, according to Matthew 28, he gave you and I his authority that he had. He said, all power on heaven and earth is given unto me. Therefore, go ye into all the world. Preach the gospel, right? Cast out devils. Raise up the sick. Speak in new tongues. And have victory everywhere you go. Is that right? Is that right? Amen. So here he said, but if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God has come unto you. Then he goes through all of this stuff. He talks about a strong man and all of the other things and spoiling the house. Now, if you would drop all the way down to verse 27. So he teaches this Bible lesson on how to deal with the devil and how the devil operates. Then he says, verse 27, And it came to pass as he spake these things, a certain woman of the company lifted up her voice and said unto him, Who is your mama? <laughs> really, that's what he said. 
I mean, he's done a wonderful teaching about how the devil operates, how to deal with the devil, that with the finger of God, you can get rid of it. And all of a sudden, this woman jumps up in the middle of his message and says, Woohoo! Who's your mama? How many know wrong emphasis? I said wrong emphasis. You're going to have to begin to understand something now. God will ask you to do certain things. And all of a sudden, there's going to be stuff that will begin to come up. And it wants your attention. The thing of it is, is you can't be emphasizing on the wrong thing. He's teaching people how to deal with the devil. And the woman wants to know who's your mama. (laughs) Right? So then she's, she says, Woo! Blessed is the womb that bear thee and the paps which thou hast sucked. But notice what Jesus did. But he said, Yea, rather, blessed are they that what? Hear the word and keep the word. Everybody say, I'm a hearer and a doer. So Jesus immediately brought the emphasis right back to where it belonged. It's being hearers of the word and doers of the word. How many of you have ever made a commitment to start helping the church in some facet? Start coming here to HBC, C, whatever else it is. Heart of the Bay Christian Center. Yeah, here. Yeah, here. And you start coming here. And all of a sudden, as soon as you make a commitment, it's like something else begins to cry. It wants your attention. It wants you to look at it. But how many of you know we're not going to have the wrong emphasis? We're not going to come and tell the pastors, I can't help you. Yeah, I tell you what, you wouldn't believe what's going on at the house. How many of you know you take care of God's house and your house will get took care of? Don't you let things draw you away. Don't you let things distract you. How many know we're in the final stretch of the race? Glory to God. Keep your eyes focused. Set your face because the end is upon us. There's a harvest together. Amen. Glory to God. So the woman, look at your neighbor and say, who's your mama? (laughs) Amen. It don't matter. Now, I mean, no, we have honor and respect for our mamas. Can they hear a good amen? amen? How many of you have ever got ready to come to church and something come up and you'll be like, you know what? <laughs> I don't know if I can take care of that. Uh, go to church tonight and get this done. And so often be aware of things of the spirit that will disguise themselves and look like natural problems. So if you would, go over to 1 Corinthians again. Well, go to Revelation 3. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Look at somebody say, I'm focused. I know where I'm headed. How many of you know you're called? Sure. You're born again. You are, ain't you? How many of you know, look at somebody and tell them, if you don't mind, you're very important to the kingdom of God. I mean, no, you have a supply I don't have, right? You're going to know people and meet people that I'll never see or know. You have a supply I don't have. I need you. I said, I need you. Amen. You need me. We need one another. Amen. We're in this thing together. We family. Can I hear a good amen? Amen. All right. So Revelation chapter three, if you would look about verse eight, he says, I know thy works. Behold. Now, is it in red in your Bible? So who's saying this? 
I know thy works. Behold, I've set before thee an open door. Everybody, if you don't mind, say an open door. I've set before thee an open door. No man can shut it. For thou hast little strength, hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. If you don't mind, let's back up verse 7. To the angel of the church of Philadelphia write these things. He that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth no man shut, and shutteth that no man open. Verse 8 again. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. Now, in my Bible, I look in the margin off of reference to an open door in verse 8. I look in the margin, and there is 1 Corinthians 16, 9. Anybody else got that? Now, if you would, let's go to 1 Corinthians 16, 9. Now, I made reference Sunday, uh, either morning or evening. I want to make reference again tonight. This open door is not in the leadership of the Holy Ghost that leads you and I. Now, see, I was, I was under the impression, thinking that if God wanted me to do something, you know, we'd pray, God, if you want me to do that, and this was years back, we, we know better here, but I'm just going to tell you how I, I thought. Lord, if you want me to do that, open that door. If you don't want me to go that way, close that door. But then Brother Hagin came with the teaching how to be led by the Spirit of God. And we know then that we're not led by things outside of our arena, but instead we're led by the Holy Ghost that lives on the inside of us. If I ask God to lead me by something exterior, there's a 50-50 chance the devil can get involved with that. But the devil can't get inside of me because that's where the Holy Ghost lives. Can hear a good amen? The devil can't oppress somebody's body or their soul, but he's not in their spirit because that's where the Holy Ghost is if you're born again. So if we're led out of our spirit, man, then the devil can't be involved with that. Right? So the open and the closed door is not in leadership, but instead it's in promotion or faithfulness and you're getting ready to step through a door. We used to sing a song, Beyond the open door. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was in the key of R. There are a no key there. <laughs> Beyond the open door, there's a new and fresh anointing. Hear the Savior calling you to go. Step on through the door, for the Lord will go before you into a greater power than you've ever known. Before, now you know why I preach. <laughs> now, in that song, there's this true story. I shared briefly Sunday morning, 1996. I called my uncle in Bakersfield. I was leaving the ministry. And God, all of a sudden, after things transpired, he said, go on, step through the open door. I said, Lord, you don't know. I tell you, all hell seems to be breaking loose on some stuff. And, and, and as, as he was leading, now God will open a door for you of opportunity and increase. Number one, how many know if the devil can't get you to quit, he's going to attack the person that is the very closest to you next. Then if he can't get them to influence you, then he'll go after the kids. Then it'll be through the job. Then it'll be through all kinds of stuff. And you'll be like, dear God, it's like hell on earth. But how many know we're supposed to have days of heaven on the earth? Amen. So you've got to understand how these things work. So in 96, the Lord said, if you will step through the door, there is an opening for you because you've been found faithful. I've opened the door. No man can shut it. 
See, a lot of times God wants to promote you. You've been found faithful. You've been ushering. You've been helping in youth. You've been helping in children's church. And all of a sudden in the ministry of helps, there's a promotion. If there's a promotion in the fivefold, there's a, there's a promotion in the ministry of helps. You've come. You've brought a supply to this place. As Pastor Nancy was talking about, people's lives are being changed here. Glory to God. And you've come, you brought your supply. Then all of a sudden God says, they've been found faithful. I want to open a door. All of a sudden a door swings open. And Paul, through that revelation that John wrote, that God will open a door that no man can shut. And if God shuts a door, no man will open. So we're not going through that kind of way. But you've been found faithful and God opens the door. But at that door, there are many adversaries. And that's when so often people, they're on fire for God, ready to go. Hallelujah. And they get ready to step through. And it's like all hell breaks loose. And they'll be like, And then they get, get back and they get close and here it comes again. And they'll be like. And what begins to happen is, how many of you enjoy uh, like getting your fingers smashed in a car door? If you raise your hand, we're going to pray for sickos tonight. Amen. <laughs> But you don't enjoy it. You mean like, how? We don't like to be under the gun. And we get ready to step through. And all this come. How many know the body wants to back up? It'll be like, can we just stay right here? This is really a good place. But how many of you know, if God has opened the door... Talk to two people if you wouldn't tell them. You're going to go through your open door? Now, 1 Corinthians 16, 9, please. 1 Corinthians 16, 9. You ready? For a great door. So is it a little door? I don't know. It just says a great one, doesn't it? Yeah. For a great door and what else? Factual. So it has great effect. It's what? Working. Yes. So here he says a great door and effectual is open where? Unto me. See, I work a lot of times with people that come out of drugs and alcohol. Because I, you know, I know about shucking and jiving. (laughs) You know, you know. I know about it. I know. You know, yeah, brother, I just need 20 bucks. I, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Amen. You know, because I was there. I know about it. You know, I just, I just want you to pray for me. Pray for what? I don't know. You just pray for me. You got $20? No. Amen. Because, <laughs> you know, when you've been there, it makes a difference. But, you know, I work a lot with these guys. And I know, I know so many of them. It, this is probably not, I don't know, it'll be all right to tell it, but, but in our small community, uh, the, the, the guys that go to AA and recovering and different things, the judge told me, he says, if you'll go out there to, to Ricky's church on Wednesday night for an hour, he said, I'll give you credit for a class. 
So he orders them to go. Amen. So they'll be sitting on the second row. Some of them are still, you know, they've been hot. They're hiring a Georgia pine. They've been hitting on it before they got there. You know, really, I'm serious. They're sitting there, sunglasses on. I'd be like, yeah, whatever. One guy was drunker than Cooter Brown. I don't know who Cooter is, but he was drunker than Cooter. He's sitting on the second row. I'm preaching at it. I'm going at it. He's like, well, I don't believe a word of it. <laughs> I wanted to slap him. I did. And But these guys are all sat there. But I've watched the word of God get in them. But here's the thing about it. Many of them have been saved. Now they're coming back on their own. And they're serving the kingdom of God. But I mean, no, I know what it's like for the pressure to get on you if you're in a certain area. Used to when I'd smell alcohol, beer. You know, I drank long neck bud. And I could smell it after I got off of it. See, this lady here's wrinkling her nose. My flesh would crave it. I'd smell I'd be like... Are you with me? You know, be driving down the street and you'd be like, yeah, that's not a Marlboro I smell. Pull in right there. And you know, your body knows these things. And I know what it's like to crave and go after it. But how many of you know when the pressure gets on, if you understand some things, when you get saved, when you come into the family of God, it doesn't mean your body's just going to automatically line up. But if you will stay with the Word of God and allow the Holy Ghost to help you, you can be free. So don't shuck and jive with me. Well, I'm just trying. Shut up. (laughs) Is that okay in California you say that? Okay. All right. Here's the deal. You'll find ways to do whatever you want to do. I don't mean to be hard, but I mean to be truthful. Tonight's my last night. I'm going to give you the whole load. Now. What about Christians? How many know we love Jesus? Wednesday night, dear God, traffic out here. You know, really. I I mean, it's not that far where pastor's house is. They tell me, you know, probably it'd be safe to leave 30 minutes. I'm like, really? Traffic. You guys got to put up with the traffic to get here. You've worked all day. You've got a busy schedule. But yet here you are in the house of God on a Wednesday night. You are hungry. You want what God has for you. So I mean, no, I'm preaching to a good group tonight. Now, here's the thing. You have been found faithful. God promotes people that have been found faithful. And in 1 Corinthians 16, 9, Paul talked about the effectual door. A great door was opened, which had great effect. But can you tell me, What else is at the door? How many? Not too long ago, I was in the cab of my truck. Lord began to talk to me about some things. He said, you've been talking about the word many as numeral. He said, it does mean that. But he said, it also means diversity. So not only will he come after you in your health, your finances, your family, he will come from every direction. But how many of you know, we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. Amen. Now, go in if you would, please, to verse 9. Let's read this again as quickly as we can. 
For a great door and effectual is open unto me, and there are what? Many adversaries. Everybody say, many adversaries. Tell somebody else, many adversaries. Now, tonight, what part I wanted to get to is this. Over the, I shared briefly with you the past 11 months, it had been pretty tough on some stuff. But I was getting ready to go through an open door. Pressure got on. I remember Brother Hagin said that when he figured out what he was actually called to, he had pastored 12 years, traveled as an evangelist three. God told him what he was. He said in eight months time, he fought more devils than he had in eight months than he had the entire 15 years. Why? Because he went through what? An open door. An open door. How many of you know God wants you to not only go through the open doors, doors, but God wants you to faithfully have great success every door you go through. Remember that, that, that saying, one step forward, two back. How many know we're not going back? Can I hear a good amen? How many know we're going forward? Glory to God. Now, go with me if you would, please. Second Kings, please. Second Kings. This is the part here that I had to get to. When trouble comes. Now, how many know you can do things wrong and trouble can come because of that? Right? But I mean, what about when you're doing everything right? What about when you're serving God? You're doing everything right. You're coming to church. You're paying the tithes. What about those times? How many know there's open doors and you can go through the open doors? Amen. Now, here in 2 Kings chapter 5, please. Ready? I'll not read all of it, but uh, tonight this part here is where I needed to get up to. So we're going to finish up with this one and one other scripture. Well, I tell you what, would you mind holding that or you can let it go? Go to Psalms 27. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We'll do that. Psalms 27. Glory to God. Glory to God. Psalms 27. Hallelujah. Glory to God forevermore. Psalms 27, verse 11. You ready? Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of who? My My enemies. Now, in the margin, in the margin of the Bible, how many of you have where it says, my enemies in verse 11, in the margin, it says H-E-B, which means Hebrews, And it says, those which observe me. Anybody got that? Okay. Now, Old Testament light. If they fought against the ites, the Canaanites, Jebusites, all of those, right? But New Testament revelation, do we fight against flesh and blood? No. Who is our enemy? Satan, the devil, right. Our people? No, no. So bring this in the New Testament revelation. He said, teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of what? My enemies. enemies. H-E-B in the margin says, those which observe me. Now, this is something that God had to teach me. I'm still learning like you. Let's say, for an example... Uh, how many of you ever heard Brother Hagin teach about familiar spirits? Okay, now, example. Let's say 
uh, at, at birth, Matthew 18, how many of you agree you got a guardian angel? Remember? And it says that, and remember Jesus asked Brother Hagin, you don't think you lost him because you grew up? Remember that? So that angel's assigned to you. Now, I don't know if there's one from the enemy's camp to follow you or not, but I do know there are familiar spirits. So here in Psalms 27, Psalms 27, it says, those which observe me. There are those, they are not assigned to touch you. They are assigned to follow you and take notes about you. They become very familiar with you. That's what a familiar spirit means. He is familiar with you. So they follow you and take notes. Okay? They hate long lines at the grocery store. (laughs) Now I'm getting close to home, ain't I? Okay, so let's set this up. Down at what kind of grocery stores you got here? Safeway. Safeway. All right. They're, they're, they, I heard them say on the phone, they're going to Safeway. They're headed there before they go home. Let's get everybody in there as much as we can. And right before they get there and they get ready to check out, let's get everybody up to front we possibly can. Let's create a long line. Because I had here, according, uh, what, what's your name, ma'am? Sally. Sally. Sally hates. Now, I know you don't. I'm just, is it okay to use you as illustration? Yeah. Okay. So, so Sally, she hates long line. So let's get Sally ticked off. So I've watched her. I've observed her. I took notes. Sally's on her way. Woohoo! Woohoo! Sally's on her way to Safeway. So there, okay, we got to have long lines. <laughs> Sally gets to Safeway. There's nobody to register. She fills her grocery cart up. She does all the shop. And then she heads up. It's like everybody just like, woohoo! She's like, oh, snap. (laughs) And, you know, on the way in, you were like, kumbaya, my Lord. (laughs) You know, my wife won't let me put bumper stickers on the back of my pickup no more. That says, I love Jesus. Honk if you love Jesus. I'm sitting at a stoplight. This guy behind me, I finally get out. What? What? You want something? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just love Jesus. Oh, me too. I'm really sorry. So, so, so what, what's something that bugs you? Uh, people drive bad in traffic. Bad in traffic. So this, this spirit, what's your name? Charles. Charles. Okay, Charles. Charles hates idiots and traffic. Guess where the idiots are going to be in a little while when Brother Charles gets ready to leave. I mean, it's like, am I like a bug light? Do I just draw these people to me? No. These things are real. Remember, uh, when when I'm headed home, see, I've never been tempted to stop and rob a 7-Eleven. Don't bother me none. I can go into one and I ain't even think about, oh God, please help me not get into the cash register. No, I'm not even there. But now I'm past the alcohol and stuff. But in days gone by, everywhere I went, when I come out, everybody, everybody was offering me a beer. Or, you know, 
or reefer or whatever it's called now, whatever. You know. <laughs> Left-handed cigarette, whatever. Mary Jane, whatever, you know. I, I don't, you know, I see some of y'all. Yeah, thank God you're delivered. Amen. <laughs> but everywhere I went, it's just like I set up. And I didn't know these things. I didn't know they observed me. I didn't know they took notes. What bothers you, sir? That's a good one. <laughs> people that can't order when they got to the front of the line. And they've been in line for 15 minutes staring at the menu. <laughs> and they get up there and you're like, really? <laughs> Excuse me, I'll order for you. <laughs> Bring the guy a hot dog. <laughs> but I mean, no, it's like, really? Wait, wait, really? I mean, guys, I mean... Come on. Woohoo. <laughs> you ever been in a red light? And I tell people all the time, thank God I don't have a PA system in my car. But I'll tell them all the time, okay, there's only one shade of green. <laughs> okay, any moment now. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let's go. And then they're sitting there going. And I'm like, woo! I don't want to act like a knucklehead and get on the horn like, rah, 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 you know. But then by the time they take off, the light changes. Now, now I'm there. I'm like, ah, no. I'll catch you at the next one. <laughs> we have got to know what's going on. You say, I'll tell you what, this is going to be my best year ever. I'm going to attend church more than I ever have. Guess what? Everybody, you ever decide to go on a fast? You're like, Lord, I, you know, I need to spend extra time praying, seeking you. Fasting don't move God. It makes my uh, body shut down, get quiet so I can hear God clear. I've never had so many people invite me to go eat ever. <laughs> Bringing stuff over to the house. German chocolate cake, that's my favorite. Now bring that. And you know, you don't want to disappoint them, you know. You don't want to be rude. <laughs> I'd be like, really? Well, okay, off with that one. We'll do that next week or something. But it's amazing how well they are familiar with you. All they've done, their assignment is to follow you. Take notes and become very familiar with you. And it's almost sometimes. People, one time a person asked me, they said, Dear God, Brother Ricky, how come this keeps happening to me? I said, because it still works. If you don't mind, look at somebody and be as kind as you can. Say, I really think he's preaching to you by the way you're looking. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo. Glory to God. Now, Psalms 27, 11. You ready? Teach me thy way, O Lord. Okay, God. Okay, I'll show him. Can you go to 1 Corinthians 14, 14, 12, please? 
First Corinthians 14. Look at about verse 12. Glory to God. Then we're going to, we're going to finish up sometime this evening. <laughs> hey guys, you guys work. I understand out here and everything. I greatly appreciate you coming. Thank you all very much. You, you did not have to come tonight, and I appreciate you coming. First Corinthians fourteen twelve. Even so, ye, for as much as you are zealous of spiritual, the word spiritual we know is the same word in First Corinthians twelve, where it says things appointed to and of the Holy Ghost, or things pertaining to and of the Spirit. Okay, that's spiritual. So, if I may, it's the exact same word here. If I can use that definition in 1 Corinthians 14, 12. <clears throat> Even so ye, for as much as you are zealous of things that pertain to and are of the Holy Ghost or things of the Spirit, seek that you may what? Thank you. Excel to the edifying of the church. Now, I, I, I love to say this, and I mean it with, with all my heart. I am redeemed from slow. I like speed, and and I like to go fast. I I don't have a, a just a craving for it. I just like it, and so I like to to go fast. I like to fly in airplanes, smaller planes, fast. I enjoy that. Now every time I get ready to pass somebody, I have to what? Thank you. Who said that? Punch it, or I have to accelerate. One way to accelerate the church or cause it to excel is to teach, train, and demonstrate things of the Spirit. That is one of the greatest ways to accelerate the church. See, you guys could have been anywhere else tonight. You have cars. You have money. You don't have to come here. You've worked all day. You worked yesterday, Monday. Some of you maybe worked Sunday. You didn't have to come. You could have been anywhere else. But you have a craving and a desire to find out, to bring your supply to this place, but also to grow in the things of God. And one way to accelerate, to cause you to excel, to cause me to excel, is to teach train and demonstrate so often people they don't know there's a familiar spirit following them around they don't know there's an enemy that observes them and they'll be like how come this keeps showing up just familiar spirit but how many of you know remember when uh, I remember the day after I was in 84 and I'd got off the alcohol and the other stuff that went with it. And I was, me and my wife was at church and I was serving God. And I'd went to a place. And, and for several weeks through there, everywhere I went, somebody was like, Ricky, you're the life of the party. Come on over. Everywhere I'd go, here's a beer. Here's, here's a joint. Here's this. Nobody will know. But I would know. And... Everywhere I went, and I remember the day 
when it no longer bothered me. And I, after that day forward, that was never really an issue everywhere I went because it no longer had any effect. So then they've got to start observing you and see, okay, they, they, uh, they were singing, I love you, Lord, and they was hugging and kissing on, at church, you know, with their husbands or wives, and they was hugging the other brothers and sisters' necks. So let's try to set it up that they get ticked off before they get to the house. They don't like traffic. They don't like long lines. They don't like na-da-na-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. Well, how many of you know, all of a sudden, we are not, listen to this verse, we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. It doesn't work no more. Now we're walking in victory. Amen. Let's stand up, please. Glory. I'm going to do two things tonight. I'm going to give an invitation for souls to come to the kingdom of God. But then on the second one, uh, a little church, uh, Pastor Brendan and I grew up in. It's called Skeety Assembly of God, very small. It's, it's where T.L. Osborne and some other ministers come out of. And uh, <clears throat> I remember I was going there, and this was in... Uh, I believe this was in 90, 97. And I, was, I went there and there was a man that showed up at the meeting. He's an old cowboy that I used to run and rodeo with. And he showed up at the meeting and he came into the meeting. And, and if he walked just like, like this coming into the meeting. And, and I didn't know what was going on with him. But I saw that. And so when I got ready to preach, I was just going along there and the Holy Ghost said, there's somebody in here that's been uh, crushed in this hip area. And my friend, Brother Martin, he said, that's me. And I said, well, come down here. So, so here he comes. And that day he, had, he was on an old green broke horse and, and uh, the horse reared up. And you know, if you've cowboyed or broke horses, you know, you got to step off before they go too far. If you don't, you're going to get caught. And he didn't get off, didn't get his leg clear. So he went over, and as he was going down, he just pushed off, and he slid backwards. But the horse's head fell and hit him right there, full force. And he said when he walked, he could feel stuff in here moving and crunching. He didn't have, He said, I don't have the money to go to the dock. And so he said, I, I heard about you being here, and he said, I come to the meeting. I, as he, he was coming down the aisle... This, this is about as fast as he could go. I, the word of the Lord come to me saying, tell Brother Martin to run. And I'm like, God, just in case you don't see him, he's really struggling to get here. But, you know, you, you deal with all of those thoughts and finally I just told him, I said, Brother Martin, Lord says, you to run around this sanctuary three times. He doesn't hesitate. He just turns. And I thought, this is going to take a while. <laughs> really, I did. And he made one lap. And the second one, he's walking. And the third one, 
He's running. And to this day, he's in our church. He still plays the guitar. He helps and is completely fully restored. Now, there's going to be some of that in here tonight, I believe, with all of my heart. But you've got to know why the enemy observes you. You've got to know he sets this stuff up. But when you don't respond correctly, I'm talking about to his thinking, then it no longer works. Now, all heads bowed and eyes closed, please. I don't know. I don't know everybody here. Again, I appreciate you coming. But there's one thing I do know. When uh, years ago, God brought a, a great revelation to me before I was saved. And I had like, if I could say it this way, a very supernatural encounter with what hell will be like. Very few people know much about that. I've shared it briefly, but I can tell you it literally scared the hell out of me. Always before, I had always one way or another been able to finagle, finagle, move stuff around and get out of a bad situation. But when I went down, I could not get out. And I was screaming and I was hollering, but this time it was different. I couldn't change it. I couldn't do a thing to get out of it, and I knew I was there for eternity. God will never send anybody to hell because if he would, he would just never send his son Jesus. And he'd have just left it the way it was, we'd all busted hell wide open. That would have been the end. But if you're here tonight and you don't know for sure, now the Bible talks about that the devils believe there's a God I, I, I minister a lot to the Rikwa and Hadatsu up in the Dakotas, the, the nation of the Sioux. I minister a lot to the Navajo. I minister some to the uh, Apaches. And they all tell me, they say, we believe in the great spirit. I said, well, so does the devil. And I'm never rude. I'm never mean. But I said, do you know Jesus Christ? For you see, there's only one way to the Father, and that is through the name of, through and by Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life. So people say, well, I, I believe in God. That's fine. But do you know Jesus? Have you asked him into your heart? As I look over this congregation, I'm going to ask you if you would, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I would like for you to raise your hand up tonight and I'm going to pray with you. Is there anyone in here tonight? I believe there's hands all over. Anyone want to raise a hand? Just raise your hand up. We'll pray with you. Ushers, you help me. Don't be ashamed. Maybe you've known Jesus, but you've walked away. Your fellowship with him is not where it should be. Anybody at all, we'll wait just a moment. No rush. Anyone at all by lifting your hand. Anyone in this building at all. You say, well, I don't know if I want to join this church. I'm not asking you to. I'm asking you to accept Jesus. Anybody. Anybody at all. Hallelujah. Glory to God forevermore. If I missed anyone, please wave at me. Glory to God. Anyone? All right. Praise God. Thank you, guys. Everybody look up here.